Alright, welcome to Friday, May 22nd, 2020, folks. I hope you had a good short week. Um, you're ready for the weekend here. Uh, today I did some synchronous learning around algebra with my students. It went alright. It took a lot longer than I expected it to, to teach some concepts. And it was a lot more difficult than, than I thought it would be for sure. And I couldn't show my students anything. You know, I couldn't place anything down in front of them and say, hey, here you go. You know, uh, all I could really do was explain and try and draw things and it wasn't it wasn't a wasn't as pleasant an experience as I was you know as being there in front of them would be. Anyway, today's Friday, so I got the uh, the big idea of Friday, and today I'm gonna try and make the case that teaching is not an academic is not an academic exercise, right? And I'm just gonna start off by saying that all of the evidence that I present is anecdotal. I haven't done any research into this or anything. It's just sort of coming off my uh, my thoughts, and uh, yeah. So, I think teaching is too practical. There are assignments and deadlines, it's target driven, there's a lack of theory, uh, and it must have value and merit beyond itself, right? Uh, we always have to provide justifications for what we're doing. So why are you teaching what you are? How are you teaching what you are? Uh, what, are the, what methodologies are you using? You know, is your content relatable to all of your students? And, you know, what are you doing to support the students who are struggling? So how are you reaching all of your students is really at the heart of it, right? And that's a very practical thing to, to assess. That's something that you have to do, right? There's also a lot of administrative work involved with teaching. You know, who's present? Have they turned in their work? Uh, what grades do they have? It, can they go to the washroom? I don't know. You know, uh, all of these things that we have to keep track of throughout the day are all very administrative. And again, they're something that we have to do, right? So how I'm defining an academic exercise is something that has value in and of itself, right? Arguably, we could, make the, we could maybe make the case that it has the potential to develop an understanding of the world sort of beyond what we already know. So we can look into how something works or we can discuss human behavior or, you know, patterns uh, within human nature or something like that. So I, I don't know about that, but really for me, an academic exercise is something that just because it is, it's, it's valuable only because it is, right? So I'm going to give you a little bit of my backstory just to sort of help, uh, what is this? Couch this conversation, um, and this is usually the uh, the answer I give when when an interviewer asks me what makes you the best person for this job, and I uh, I go like this. I say, well, I grew up in Calgary and I was raised as a Muslim. I was admitted into the IB program for high school, and I I omit the fact that I didn't finish the program. And then I went to Finland for as an exchange student for a year, and came back and studied philosophy in Montreal. Then I went back to Calgary and worked as a business and systems analyst, you know, and then I quit that and w went and took women's studies for a couple of years. And I also admit the fact that I didn't finish that program either. And then at the end of that, I moved to Toronto. I got fired from a job. I had a good cry on the couch and then I applied to a program, an education program. Uh, yeah, so before becoming a contract teacher, I worked for almost three years as an OT. So I've seen a whole bunch of stuff around the city. And now I'm here, you know, applying for this job. And that, that that's sort of the rundown I give them. And my what I do from there is I explain that I bring a whole bunch of diversity of experience to my teaching practice. So I am not just a teacher. You know, I have done other things. I have studied other things. I have thought about other things. None of my friends are teachers as such. Well, I shouldn't, none of my good close friends are teachers. I have a lot of friends who are teachers. Um, you know, and so my conversations are not all about teaching. I, I have some perspective into the world outside of the classroom. 
and how, how, why the, the reason I give this answer is because I often find that students ask the question, why do I need to know this, right? And when we're planning, we're always thinking, I'm teaching this because, you know, and the answer shouldn't be because these are the situations in which this knowledge will be helpful. You know, the answer should be, you'll never know when you'll need this information, right? We shouldn't have to justify learning. We shouldn't have to sell the case that you need to learn, right? I'll give you an example. My dad's a, a blue collar guy. So when I was growing up, I was chasing him around with a toolbox all the time. And, you know, I once visited a cousin whose toilet wasn't working and it was just a $15 fill valve that needed to be replaced, but they were waiting, you know, for a plumber to come in who was going to cost them 150 bucks, right? We just opened the lid on that, on that reservoir and we were able to change it, you know? Now, did I ever need to know that growing up as a kid? No. Do I need to know that now as an adult? No, I rent. So if there's ever an office or an ever an issue, I just call the office, you know? Uh, another example would be uh, my Muslim heritage was an asset when I started teaching grade eight. I, did, I never in my life thought that as a teacher, I would need that me being Muslim would be an asset to me. I didn't ever think it would be a hindrance, but it was certainly not something that I thought I would draw on. So was my knowledge of the Muslim faith valuable? Yes, you know, and just because it was. My tech background as a systems and business analyst, you know, I developed an interest in technology. And when I got into education, I brought that with me. Now, did I ever need, did I ever think that technology was related to education? In some sense, for sure. But was that the primary reason I got into education? No, right? And then now, you know, I, again, with the IB program, I, I, I now teach students who are gifted, you know, and when I recommend programs, I always dissuade them from going into the IB program. I didn't plan for anything, any of these things to happen. And yes, they were experiences which could be argued as practical, but they have value in themselves, right? And I think that's really what it's about, right? And I'm also thinking of us as teachers. When we go to a PD session, I know for me, if I'm going to a PD session for an entire day and I'm listening to somebody, I better have something that I can just drop in front of my students tomorrow. I am not coming here to listen to you speak and tell me about your ideas. I can do that on my own time. I can pick up a book or listen to your podcast or, you know, Whatever it is, I, I want something practical. I want something that I can take away. Now, am I approaching my learning opportunities as academic? No, certainly not. But neither are my students. Yeah? I also think that when we're trying to reach students who are having difficulties, we look for engagement opportunities. So how can we present this information to students in a way that will be interesting to them? What interests does the student have that we can leverage, right? We're looking for practical ends. We're looking for that hook. We're not looking for the student to just say, you know what? That's kind of cool. Let me just look at that. Let me think about that, right? I think that's really what the problem with um, this sort of approach is, is that students are not interested in learning for the sake of learning, right? And I think that's a problem. Now we do focus on that growth mindset and those learning skills and we do want students to be intrinsically motivated and we do want them to engage in a productive struggle. But the way we present that to them is in a very practical uh, output, output oriented way, right? It's if you do this, you will get this. It's not that if you do this, you will be left with this. Yeah. And so I think too, even with the global competencies that we're meant to, to instill in students, 
It's collaboration, communication, critical thinking, creativity, citizenship. These all have real world relevance. These are all meant to make students productive members of society. And if we go back to the origins of education, that's exactly what it was. We train kids to become productive adults, right? How are they going to contribute to the economy later? How are they going to make, you know, more for the world? I'm going to come back to how students aren't interested in learning simply because it's interesting, right? I'm going to give you another example here. Writing conventions, right? Are they important to communicate effectively? Sure, right? Is it the way that students tend to communicate these days? No, they use truncated, abbreviated language that, you know, is not, is re related to English language conventions, but it's not, right? And they're using a breeze, you know, they're truncating everything, they're bringing down everything, but is it still understandable? Yes, is it a practical way to communicate? Certainly, right? But is it interesting in itself? No, right? It's, it's very much driven at the outcome, right? And nobody really cares what the, whether a word is Latin or Greek in origin and what relationship that has to the prefixes and suffixes that are available to that word, right? That root word. We don't think about language in that way. Is that interesting to know? Certainly. Is it practical? No. You know, another example from math would be stem and leaf plots. You may have had to look up what a stem and leaf plot is. Is it useful in graphic design? Yeah. Is it and you do need to understand place value to, to use a stem and leaf plot, but is it terribly useful overall? No, right? And would you be doing a disservice to your students by not teaching to them? No, right? Is it interesting to kind of look at? Yeah, right? And I think that's really what it comes down to is are we looking at things that are just interesting? Like, are they just interesting? And I, I would argue that in teaching, we don't. We're always coming back to what is the value? What can students take away from this? What can I take away from this learning? You know, what can I report on? What can I tell my admin? You know, what can I what can I put up on the walls to help, you know, display student learning? What are the outcomes? We're, we're always outcome driven. We're never just looking at it and saying, that was a neat idea and let's just keep it at that, right? And I think that's a problem with education. I think if we were to take more of that kind of approach, that we would have students who were able to have richer discussions. As adults, they would be able to have richer discussions, but there would be a drawback in the sense that, you know, maybe not everybody's gonna be, be sitting at a coffee shop smoking glawas, you know, and then enjoying life, right? Things do need to get done. So there's this really weird balance. And I don't know, right? I don't know that teaching has to be an academic exercise. In fact, I would argue that it doesn't. It, it, it would have no value to society if it were, right? Academic exercises are, are often left for the privileged few, right? The ones who can afford, right, to, to just sit and think and just enjoy life for what it is, yeah? So that's sort of my thoughts on that. I hope I got you thinking about something at least. I don't even know that, that I've... I'm clearing all my ideas, but, you know, that's what this podcast is about. It's just about sort of presenting ideas and having conversations and enjoying them for, for, for what they are, right? As always, uh, if you have any feedback for me, I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to record an episode of this podcast, please get in contact with me. Uh, you know, all of the links are below in the description there. Right. I hope you have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you on Monday.